hey, oh, hey, you know God. me, it's Dr. Oh. Cheryl, MD, and we are here with Chatters That Matters. I'm here with my co-host, Hurricane H. Hisham Alamakti, and we have a special celebrity guest for you tonight. But before we introduce him to you, we have a little housekeeping to do. So can we hit a little music, Hurricane? Uh, well, actually, do I hit that music? Oh, it's we're going with we, we, we. That's it. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's working. Uh, 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 Gotta love it. Gotta that have fun. That was cool. That was yes, indeed. Hey, hey, hey. So we are here, like that. I said, with chatters that matters. Let's talk about it. And we have a fun guest, and I do mean a fun guest with us tonight because we have with us celebrity actor and comedian extraordinaire, Faison Love. Wow. Welcome, Faison. Yes, sir. Thank you. Now, you have no idea who Faison is. You might be living under a rock, or you might just not recognize the name, but I am sure that you recognize some of the work that he's done. Uh, this is Big Worm from Friday. Faison, can you tell us how you got the name Big Worm? Uh, that was in the script. Okay. DJ Poom wrote Okay. All right. <laughs> you thought it was through casting? <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, Big Worm. I wonder how that came about. That's probably so, <laughs> he, he was in Friday. Uh, he is also in uh he is also in the replacements and the replacements is where i remember you from because you were one of my favorite characters in the replacements <laughs> thank you that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> right yeah. right that that was that was a great show i i enjoyed it you know um what was uh, i i can't even remember the lead's name on on that one uh matrix uh keanu reeves keanu reeves was was in it that was a great movie i liked it and yes, yes, indeed. You were also in Block Party and Couples Retreat. Yeah. So those are just a few of the things you, you've been in. Did you say May? Oh. That's TV. So, can you tell us how you got started? Because you started really early in the game. You you were what, 15? I was actually 14. And, um, okay. I got back from um, New York and went to San Diego. And I told my uncle that I wanted to be a comedian. I saw Eddie Murphy on this thing called uh, HBO Funny Comedians or something. And I was like, I told my uncle that's what I wanted to do. And then he says, hey, you got to. Started a comedy club. I was like, what's a comedy club? So when I got back to San Diego, 
me and my, my best friend Earl started looking for a comedy club. I was like, oh, shit. So that's literally how I got started. I just went there and they told me uh, I can get on stage on potluck night, but I couldn't stay in a club because I was too young. So I had to wait, right. out, wait outside until they called my name. I would go in, do my, you know, do my time and then leave. And then pretty soon that stopped because of a good friend of mine, um, mother owned a club. Well, I didn't know it. I met him down there, Paulie Shore. His mother owned the club in uh, Los Angeles and um, La Jolla. Mm -hmm. And we were the same age. He's like, man, you don't have to wait outside. You can come here with me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he was breaking all the you know, Paulie's known for breaking all the rules. But uh, when Paulie came down and saw me doing stand up, and uh, he was like, yeah, man, we're the same age. And, you know, he was like, no, you come in here. You don't have to wait outside. Yeah. So were you always kind of a comedian? I mean, were you that funny kid that was always cutting the jokes in class and stuff? I was an asshole. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was a... I did... Uh, we used to have this thing at high school, Morris High, where uh, I was standing in front of the flagpole and talking about... I don't know if I want to hear this. <laughs> Talk about everybody that came in, like you know, your mother dropped you off. You know, I would talk about your mama's card. <laughs> so every morning in front of the flagpole, uh, I would be out there with my little, you know, couple, you know, because we were we were assholes, you know, we we're uh, affiliated with street gangs back then. Back then, everybody in California was in your neighborhood was your gang, so it's like. Uh, right. You know, so you're with these people and, you know, um, you're talking shit and, um, can you cuss on that? You and, 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 and people always talk about gangs and, and, you know, they associate that with the LA and, and, yeah. you know, and, and it, it's like, it's this certain group of people that do this. But as you say that, I kind of think about, back on it. And I remember I, I grew up out of country. And so we were in the Philippines and wow. your block was your gang. And I, I remember having street wars with the other blocks. Now they were usually uh, races or, or whatever. They weren't all out real wars, gang wars. But I mean, I think that that's kind of human nature to do that finding your tribe and that's your gang and everyone else is outside of it. Listen, we would walk and, because I went to, what's funny about San Diego is it's, it's not segregated, but it is kind of segregated because a lot of people mm -hmm. there are um, Navy. You know, that's what Barnes said was a Navy. And I went to a um, all-white high, a junior high school. So the first week there was all these race wars until the next year we all became friends but everybody that went right. there from our neighborhood and we was you know you know we was you know we was you know uh a set for a neighborhood over lane buddy right. so we so um but we uh when i left that i never want to go to uh white school i want to, I want to go the black school was morris and the other okay. one was uh, Lincoln. So we had two. Mm -hmm. And my father was like, 
hell no, you ain't gonna be fighting. My father knew who I was, so he's like, no. You're so you were that guy. You were that guy that was gonna fight. What? We had to listen. And I'm not saying I won every. I hell not won every fight, but we would fight. I remember uh, <laughs> this white dude beat me up at uh, Lewis. I thought he was a pushover. I was like, hey, you know, I was like, you know. And this one, he hit me so hard. My uh, guy from my neighborhood, we call him. His name is Chris, but we call him Earblood. Earblood was like, Yo, I gotta go whoop his ass because we cannot take this back. <laughs> you were my brother. My brother was just like you. I mean, you know, he would walk outside and he'd practically bop a guy. And it's like, why'd you hit him, Kurt? Basically, he was there. <laughs> hey, we, I was, my mouth would get me in so much trouble. Oh, I, was, I bet. Yeah. I like to say, I was an asshole. Well, I think I, I, I'm still apologizing to people from high school and junior high. I mean, even though, like I said, I'm from Lewis, Lewis Junior High, all those people I met back are are still my friends today. And I, 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 I bump into them. I'm like, oh man, man, I'm sorry, man. We were just a uh, guy taught me how to ride a dirt bike, and then you know when I went to Morris High, um, that's like the black school. I was like, you better not fuck up there. You fuck up one time. Of course, I got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> I went to five. Out of, high, out of junior high school? I went to five high schools. Lord. Oh, and my Lord. Year, um, two of them being co continuation schools. I ended up graduating from Twain, but I went to Garfield. was was Gangbang Central. So, okay. So if you went there, you was like... You got a new how to fight, or you was fight. So um, I was, yeah, and I got kicked out of there, and, and you know, but it was I, all these people that we were fighting. Uh, um, I truly love to the day because we, when I go back to San Diego, we're like, hey, remember that time you threw the, is this is threw the chair at the, at the team, all this bullshit, but. <laughs> We always remember that stuff, but it all started out by me, my mouth. Right. Now, what so, were you what were you like with your teachers? Miss Pearson, that's what I'm saying. Miss Pearson, she would give me, she said Faison, and she was she was the straightest shooter. Uh she was like, if you just shut the fuck up, I'll let you tell your little jokes at the end of the class. But you gotta let these other people get an education because she sent me to uh, Mr. Harold. Well, I still talk to you to this day. And he, he told me about 10 years ago, he says, you remember when I, I got sent, when we were getting sent to the um, principal's office with referrals? And he, that's a bad thing. But I would, right. I, would, I would go there all the time. But he's like, so one time he's like, I come in with a referral. And it was like cheers. <laughs> and he's like, he's on. He just was exasperated. He just was exhausted. He was like, what? What? I said, listen, Mr. Earl, don't worry about me. I, this is take out of other kids over there, okay? He said, what, what, do you, what the fuck you mean don't worry about me? And he knew my father, he knew my family back then. It was like that, you know? They, they, what the fuck you mean don't worry? I said, don't worry about me. Just, just take care of other kids. 
And to this day, he always remembers. He, he says, remember what you told me? Don't worry about you. He said, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I just knew. There's something in you that goes, it's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Once you find, you know what I'm saying? It's like this journey that we're on. But something in me said, nah, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be all right. Just don't kill him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, did you, I mean, I, I know that you were a funny guy, and so you, you had the, the whole comedian thing going on, but did you ever see yourself as an actor? No, I thought that was kind of a natural progression. Um, uh-huh. Because uh, back then it was Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, uh, Bill Cosby, of course, and they, and they were huge. The greats, the greats. Right. So it's like, I guess that's a natural when I was doing the stand-up, I was just like trying to just get that together. But then I would mm-hmm. study films. Like I would watch a film. Like one of the first films I uh, started studying was a movie called with uh, first actor was uh, Gregory Hines, really, before he was I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. he's funny, he's an actor, you know, he was in this movie. Um, uh, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson's uh, History of the World Part One. And um, then he did this movie with um, uh, called Running Scared, which is mm-hmm. kind of the formula to Eddie Murphy and um, what he was doing. So I was like, that's when I studied, started looking at acting, going, damn, that'd be fly. I can see myself doing something like, like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything about acting other than, okay, I'm going to get in the movie probably later on. Like my first audition, I landed because um, I was I went there with somebody else, a guy named Tommy Chun, comedian uh, mm-hmm. who went to an audition, and um, <laughs> the casting said, uh, "Why don't you read?" I was like, "What do you mean read? You want me to go there and read the audition?" I was like, <clears throat> and I look, I read this shit, and I go, "Motherfuckers don't talk like this." It, it literally. <laughs> They're preparing new parts of the sets. Yeah, you're right. The smell of the gun. How the, how the, moving around. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, 
Besides and things people. moving around and things moving around. I, I was on the set of Angels and, and Demons and I, I played one of the uh, the diplomats' wives. Really? And Ron Howard actually had to interrupt the scene because this is the biggest set I've ever been on, right? Really? And they had these ginormous boom cameras that were just coming overhead. Uh, and I'm looking up at the cameras and all sorts of strange things going through my head, like, wow, I wonder how many people that would take out if it fell. It's <laughs> like, let me get away. So you're studying this camera. You finally stopped the scene and said, I'm going to need you to look at the funeral. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. There's just so much going on on the stage. You're right. You know, the smells, the sounds, they, they, they really, they create the excitement. That's what, and that's what I was like, well, I can say I'm told, man, I can get this to be the shit. I was like, you know, it was, um, it was amazing. And it's still, it's still amazing to uh, be a part of a big, you know, production. And um, it's just that really, it's just a, Mine was like, uh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. I was like, because no one could, they were like, this is your first time? You, you take no acting classes? I said, nope, I've just been watching Gregory Hines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I had to just stay out of trouble. Uh -huh. and that, Did you get into trouble on your sets as well? No, not on the sets. Okay. Only, only one time. Um, and that was, that was like a television show. We were, you know, people get antsy and I'm like, I'm not, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I had to learn to play. I always thought it was good to play a square. I didn't want nobody to know who I was. I didn't uh -huh. know anything about me. So I was like, no. Uh, so I just, I created this whole, you know, this square. And I didn't want anybody to know, but then, you know, when people would come around, like, hey, why are you hanging around with the, uh, it's okay, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, that was, um, you know, you get some actors that are real cocky and or whatever, or whatever, and you're like, man, shut the fuck up, fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably my, yeah, but I, yeah, I, being on the set is, is, uh, yeah, no, no. It's always uh, my trouble used to come from going to bars, drinking with my friends. Mm -hmm. Somebody, mm -hmm. my girls notice you, like, hey, you know, he's just a fat guy. I'm like, all right. Blip, next thing you know, you know, the guy's laying on the floor. You're in the Oops. Oops. <laughs> boy, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Well, so yeah. you were always you were always a big well, guy. Did you did you fight a lot because of your weight? I wasn't this big. I got this fat later on. You look at a lot of early stuff. I'm I'm actually uh, not. Yeah, I was never this big. Mm -hmm. um, but I was uh, big. No, no, I never. I never. I've never had someone pick up me going, hey. Uh, fat boy. Uh, I used to play football. Uh huh. So it's like, um, 
pretty athletic, but not, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, getting those scholarships or anything like that. I mean, Marcus Allen, uh, we grew up, Marcus Allen grew up down the street from us. And uh, his father was my baseball coach. And mm-hmm. my, father was like, my father was like, you know, you got you to gotta play uh, baseball. I mean, Little League. And um, uh, Red was like, uh, uh, no, he ain't going to be no baseball player. <laughs> then with football, we play, play football. Football is really popular in San Diego right now. I think we have the highest number of Heisman Trophy winners in one neighborhood, you know. Uh-huh. So, you know, we play football. And that's part of the game thing, too, was like, was football, you know, it was like, but no, I never was like, nobody ever was, hey, fat boy. Yes, uh-huh. the one always launching um, um, bombs. Like, people see me, but, you know, like, oh, don't talk about him. Because uh, there's people 50 years old that I gave a name to in high school that people still call them. And they're going to crawl. And they're still stuck with it. They're stuck with that name. And, man, people call me fucking light bright. So, so um, yeah. It was, yeah. So, I was not, I was not bullied. Okay. Guys, you- So, you were a little bit of the bully, though, maybe. No. No, no, no! I was protecting people. Troublemaker, troublemaker. I was a trouble- troublemaker. There's a difference between troublemaker and bully. You're right. I was a troublemaker. <laughs> I'm like, taking up for the person who gets bullied. Like what? Uh-huh. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, well, uh, who's gonna mess with you, man? Really? <laughs> Yeah, no one can mess with you. I, I, Nobody I, I see a brain. Mess with you. <laughs> but as a kid, everybody fought when I grew up. There was a little skinny kid with recipes. He just died, lived three doors down. They, we called him Boo Boo. His name was Edward Forty. And me and Edward Forty would fight every morning. Every morning, we would fight. Right? And but he's from my neighborhood, so if somebody wanted to fight me, oh, it's not gonna happen. He Edward's gonna jump in. Right. But we would fight every morning. Bah, roll around the street. So um Ally, uh, uh, we, we we would all all um we would all fight or we go somewhere and we you know we protect each other. But uh-huh. back then, all we did was play football in the streets, you know, running the cars and shit. And I wasn't right. like, trust me, there's some bad motherfuckers I grew up with, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, they was, yeah, it wasn't like no one. That bullshit they be putting in movies like, one guy runs everything. Hell no. Hell no. We was. You had to get out how you get out. Right. And get right. out come around. But mm-hmm. like I said, we were all uh 
the Buddy Boys. So, you know, on memory lane, Uptown Buddy Boys. So it was like, all of us, um, you know, yeah, we all fight. Like, nowadays, these kids, they don't fight. They sh- I think they should fight. Because all those fights I've had were all best grouped together. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, and when you're when you're having fist fights, you can you come out of it to to reconcile. When you're having gun fights, someone's not going to come out well, well usually. Nobody's going to reconcile. So exactly. So that's how I, you know it, it wasn't no. Uh, no, not doctor. No. I was going to say, Doctor Tim is waiting on the the room. Okay. All right. Um, sure. So is Tim coming in? He's, he's waiting on the room right now. Okay. All right. So, um, Faison, uh-huh. one, uh, one of the things that we do with this sh- show is that we do tend to focus on some health-related uh, things. And uh, I kind of want to focus on two things with, uh, with you. Um, one is the use of, uh, of humor as a coping mechanism. And the other thing is, uh, I was told that you have some problems with your back. Hey. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I don't know what the fuck going on, but I, 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 after COVID, I had COVID. I was one of the first person to get COVID really bad. Uh-huh. I had it for about um uh I would say a month and a half, two months, just say two months. From February 9th to April 18th. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. I mean, um and my mother took care of me actually and she uh um and I it was so funny when I was sick. Scarface was sick, and he would call me, and um, we would compare notes and shit. Cause I was, <laughs> I was so fucked up. I was like, I'll never smoke a cigar again because I couldn't breathe when I walk. <laughs> right? Uh huh. So I got over COVID. As soon as I got over COVID, so I said, man, let me in. smoke a fucking cigar, fucker. So <laughs> I was like, that didn't last long. Because <laughs> COVID, listen, when COVID first came out. They had a picture of a dude who looked like me. He said, listen, if you look like this, you're going to die. And oh, if, Lord. <laughs> you, if you, you big black, yeah. you got a breath problem, you're going to die. Plus, I had asthma uh, as a kid and um, bronchitis. But anyway. So you have a lot of things stacked against you. Listen, there was a picture on the news that if you look like this, it was a picture of me, <laughs> you're going to die. So uh, I, I, I beat it, um, and um, but someone told me I might have lingering um, COVID or whatever long COVID because long COVID what, symptoms. Yeah. What happens uh-huh. is when I walk, my back tight. I used to walk like three miles a day. Okay. And then um, that's very impressive at your size. You guys keep. I, I guess I, this is not. This is the the two twenty two. Put it like this. I have to buy bigger shoes now because my 
my ankle, my foot swells up when I travel. I started traveling more. So right, it, right. So from 2010 to now, this is this size. It was a different mm -hmm. size. So, okay. Um, I, I think gaining gaining some weight and not mm -hmm. being mobile and, and traveling. I hate flying. I would drive everywhere, and it would swell my ankles up when I was driving. Right. And um, um, so I was like, "Damn, I gotta buy some bigger shoes because uh, I can't. I couldn't fit these. I was a thirteen and went to fourteen, and now I was like, I fifty. So I would drive, and it would swell the fuck up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go to the doctor. Okay. Like, uh, I go to the doctor, and they're like, "Ah, oh, well, this, um." They would do all the sonographs and all that, and, the, and like, there's nothing wrong with your leg. I'm like, but it's swelling up, bro. Uh, so, well, mm -hmm. it might be um, flow, blood. Uh, what do you call it? Um, um, whatever. I don't know what it is. But then I'm gonna tell you something. It was 20, 17, 18. 2017, the big worm started to malfunction. Okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Got your attention, didn't it? <laughs> I'm like, uh, do, do we want to expand on that one? <laughs> Right. 
Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Is is uh, are we able to bring Dr. Heath? I'm gonna bring this in. Yes. Okay. In the background here, and I heard about that conductor not managing to get things up where they needed to be. <laughs> hey, I was like, "Oh, you're cracking up! I'm laughing." Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Hopefully, it's not as thin as that, and it's bigger than close to your cigar size. Listen to me. I was. I know. She was flushing. It's strange to talk to a guy and to listen. I've been called well endowed all my life until 2016, 2017. I'm like, huh? I used to get wait for the compliment, be like, wait for what the hell happened. <laughs> so I'm just gonna guess what you were actually <laughs> trying to get a hold of in your Magnum PI uh, super pills is actually interestingly enough. Right here, nitric oxide. I don't know if this That's is it. yeah. That's it. Uh, so that that is actually what creates uh you know the 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 engorgement or the bigger and stronger uh you know things six, downstairs. Six million dollar man, gentlemen, you can make them bigger, you can make them stronger. That's right, because we don't want them limpy limpy, we want them you know all the way up here. Listen, with Twitter now. All these other than you, 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 I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not you know, be, you know, hmm, hmm. You know, when you fucked up in bed, when you say, how was it? You know, maybe, um, you stressed. What? <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, you shouldn't eat those oxtails. What? Well, as Dr. Brian Bruce said, you know, uh, it, it served you and did its purpose for your first child, right? So there you go. Like I said, up until then, it was, I, I, I you know, I was, listen, I mean, I, I can't even explain, but I've, I've, I've had my, uh, you know, my women, you know, I have, I have, I have, my great, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had I've had those Hollywood nights. You know what I'm saying? So, but now I, I you know, I have dreams of waking up going, at, you know, at an orgy or what? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody can somebody just run it for a one hour? <laughs> I was like. So it's, it's literally, I'm like, okay, maybe I have to, I don't know what I, but I keep hearing about all these guys, they keep giving me a try this, I'm like, I'm not trying that, you fucking crazy, or I'm like, why are you trying it, you're skinny, and but you're skinny, why the fuck are you, but I think, this one, uh, I have veinage leakage or something like that, you heard about that? Let's go, let's let's talk about that, and and I'll, I'll properly introduce Dr. Heath now. <laughs> uh, we have with us Dr. Tim Heath, 
who is a chiropractor extraordinaire. I oh. have worked with him for a number of, of years now. And uh, he's he's the guy that gives the chiropractors the, the good names. A lot of chiropractors out there aren't quite yes. uh, what they, yes. they need to be, but he gives the chiropractors a, a good name. Yes. So Dr. Heath, can you talk about some of the things that might be causing these kinds of, uh, of issues? Oh gosh, wow. Uh, I really wasn't anticipating or prepared <laughs> for this conversation, but yeah, let's go into it. So, so uh, a few things that I just heard, um, you know, let's, let's just, let's take it back a notch for a second here. You know, when you were in mom's womb, you know, before you were born, the first system that developed when you were, you know, the size of a peanut was your nerve system. And the nerve system ultimately controls everything. It's the conductor, like the little stick you were holding and wandering around, that's the conductor stick, that's your neurology. And so that neurology is gonna signal to you know, flutter your eyes, to digest your food, to you know, point over there and say the beach is that way or whatever, whatever is happening, right? And so if the neurology isn't uh, creating clean information out and then getting the right signals back in, then, you know, everything's like cognitive dissonance. Oh, my God, what's happening? 404 error code. You know, it all just goes sideways. Right. So you got to clean up the communication and the neurology. That would be number one. The second thing I heard was uh, the vascular leakage. And that's an interesting topic because, you know, if one tissue is leaking, more than likely all the tissues are leaking because they're all made of sort of the same, um, they all they may be in different locations in the body, but they sort of have the same uh, construction, essentially, <clears throat> to flow, you know, certain nutrients and whatnot. So more than likely, if you're having vascular leakage downstairs, you may be having leakage in your gut or in your brain or somewhere else. And so, mm -hmm. you know, this is where we start to have a whole series of other conversations. As clinicians, we would go, huh, all right, well, let's, let's address the primary issue that you're talking about. But we might want to also consider these other things because they're the same tissue. And the third one is um, there are these really simple tests. And it's just uh, it's like a small, um, oh, I don't know, like a small little litmus paper. And you just essentially put it on the tongue and you leave it there for, I don't know, five or ten seconds. And it will show up the uh, color will show us how much nitric oxide is floating around. And the nitric oxide is what helps to allow the blood to flow really strongly to areas where we want it to go flowing when we need it. And then there are times when we don't want it to be, you know, walking around at the supermarket. And, you know, <laughs> I can do those things. And I, I, I'll be regret that I was like, Whoa, buddy! <laughs> We're at church. Come on! You shouldn't be pointing at every vegetable when you're in the supermarket, right? You should only be pointing at the right ones. I used to get embarrassed, like yo. <laughs> so nitric oxide is one of the most important things relevant to this, and there are a few ways that we sort of get at that. Uh, but this very simple, non-invasive test is a really easy way to be able to do it. So those are my three thoughts on downstairs for the time being. So you wow. might be surprised and thinking like, hey, how the hell is this crackhead who's a chiropractor talking about this stuff? Well, interestingly enough, 
chiropractic has been around since, I don't know, 1895. So, you know, for a minute. Uh, and while initially it was really considered to be sort of a pseudoscience and there wasn't a whole lot behind it, what we've come to find out is <clears throat> these things are pretty complicated. And even though we probably didn't have the right words to describe it, we were on to the right topics of how to use and assess and manipulate it. And so essentially we're trying to evaluate how the body is receiving information and then getting it back out. And we do this through what we call adjustments. Uh, you know, some people call it a manipulation. I would say that's a derogatory term, but either way, other people call it cracks. I would say that's a derogatory term, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll take them all. You know, people call me four letter words too. And even though my name is only three letters, so, you know, I take that also. <laughs> Well, I'm a four-letter word. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah, I've been to the bad chiropractor. This guy, he just lit. Let me see here. Okay. 75 bucks. I'm like, are you serious? What the fuck are you doing, man? So, um, yeah, I, and I, and I, somebody told me I should get an enema and relieve. What do you think about that? I've never... Well, uh, apparently enemas are especially helpful for a variety of reasons, one of which if someone is consistently constipated, it can be helpful. Second, um, it seems to be really helpful in terms of improving the integrity of the tissue. So if it's already being altered in one way or another, uh, it seems as though enemas can be helpful for that. I'm sure there's a hundred of other reasons, and that isn't my area of expertise, but, you know, I don't. Uh, much like finding any practitioner, I think you want to do some due diligence to find the right one that you feel, A, has the skill set, and B, you feel comfortable working with. So, you know, if you were going to get an enema, I would do the same thing. So, Ricky, how do we tell the difference between a good chiropractor and a bad chiropractor? You know, gosh, I mean, I wish it, it there was a more definitive way of doing it. I mean, you, you know, I think with any kind of service provider, whether it's your mechanic or your doctor, you, you know, you need to try and A, solicit firsthand uh, recommendations from others, loved ones, friends, whomever, right? Secondly, you can go and do a little bit of evaluation. Do they actually have a degree or are they lying? Do they um, have the nuanced skill sets or are they keeping up with the things or not? Um, have they had any infractions on their license or not? So, you know, I guess you could do some background information like that. And then thirdly, it's just like a popularity context. You go to Yelp or Facebook or Google and the person who has more likes. Now, that doesn't necessarily right. mean that they're better, but it probably means that they haven't screwed up too many people. Right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. And, you know, I think most reputable doctors of any flavor, no matter what flavor we're talking about, We'll offer you a 15 or 20 minute initial consultation because, you know, chiropractic care, much like many other kinds of service oriented cares uh, versus procedures, you're working with that person over a period of time. It's not a one time and done. Right. So, you know, a surgical procedure, theoretically and hopefully once the surgery is done, you're done. Right. And you don't have to deal with the person again. So you almost don't care whether you like the person. They just have to be the best at doing that. But with a service kind of activity, you want to make sure you like the person because part of what's happening is you're trying to establish a relationship where you feel comfortable sharing what's happening 
are things not going great down there or not? And that you are willing to receive the care as well. And if you don't like the person enough, it's just not going to be great, right? I mean, so anyway, I think those are some uh, ways that you could evaluate. And I don't know if that's necessarily any different from evaluating a chiropractor by contrast of any other provider, really. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, where we kind of started before we went down the, the down the primrose path was uh, with Faison's back. Could his back issues be a part of the problem that he's complaining about? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, as we were discussing earlier, how the neurology affects everything, you know, we have central nervous system, this brain and spinal cord, and then the nervous big brain. Brain, yep, yep. The big brain well, as opposed to the little brain. Ah, uh, true. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good point. I appreciate that. So uh, those nerves are coming down and they're exiting and going to every organ, cell, and tissue, tissues. Um, and we have to signal for tissues to do certain things or not do them or do them at the right time or not at the supermarket or wherever it is. And so we need to make sure the neurology is functioning and that's bi-directional communication, right? We got to receive information from the outside. Ooh, she is hot and time to, you know, get ready. Right. And okay, we're done. Let's go to sleep. You don't need a tent. You know, so it's time to go lie down, right? So, you know, the body's got to be able to respond appropriately. Um, so, yes, the neurology, if it's, uh, they did a study out of the University of Colorado. They found that the mere weight of a dime, I don't, you know, whatever a dime weighs, I don't know what it weighs, but, you know, not a lot, right? Right. Alter the signal of the nerve uh, by up to 60%. Now, that doesn't mean that every time you press on a nerve, it's being altered by 60%. But they found that through repeated studies that they could alter it by such a nominal amount of pressure. And it just stands to show that, you know, if we're in some kind of weird contorted position, long standing, we're going to change the communication, wh wherever the communication is, downstairs or upstairs or anywhere, wherever we're going, right? Uh, so the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> Okay. All right, then. Um, so just to get a little bit of clarification in, in, in my mind, Faison, did this problem start for you with COVID? Damn. Um, I did, yeah. Okay. I had my daughter right before COVID. She was born in 19, May 19. So I was getting it in. Uh, Wait, I thought you got it in nine months earlier. Yeah. So 29, she was May 19, which was, was born. So exactly. Um, exactly. So all before then, it was good. I mean, I was good. And he got it in good 10 months early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, yeah, let's do some investigation. Uh, and then COVID happened February 19th. Right? I don't remember the date, but something like that. I mean, yeah. if we know. <laughs> I, I remember the, it was like, the day I got a February 9th, but 20, 20, 2019. Okay. That's what blurry. 
And uh, right. at that time, my uh, the, the woman that had my child was impregnated because uh, baby was born in May. Yeah, so it's either the baby mama or COVID. One of them make, is not making it go. <laughs> well, you know, I am not touching more, that. <laughs> more than likely, with a newborn child, you probably weren't getting a lot of sleep, and we know a deficit in sleep affects everything negatively, right? And more than likely, when you get COVID, you're coughing and not getting a lot of physical activity, and you feel crappy, and you're probably not moving around a lot, and that negatively affects everything. So, you know, potentially those two things uh, both contributed pretty negatively to having back pain, and potentially the other thing we were talking about. Yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. Um, what about cigars? Mm. Well, you know, we know we know that uh, a couple things are relevant here. One is, is that uh, COVID is a, well, at least it starts out as a respiratory condition. We breathe in, you know, COVID particles. And, you know, there's that weird little like droplet everyone's seen a million times with all the little tentacles and so forth. And it gets in us. And smoking uh, reduces our body's filters, be that in our nose predominantly, but also in our throats. And so it, it diminishes the filter capacity to be able to keep COVID out. So that's one thing. The second thing is when we're smoking, we're getting less oxygen in. And the oxygen mm -hmm. is super critical and necessary to for essentially all functions. I mean, think about the fact that, like, you know, you, you could not eat for, I don't know, 30 days, right? And you could still be alive. You could not drink water for around three days or more and still be alive, but you can only not breathe for around three minutes and then you're done, you're toast, you're over, right? So it just stands to reason how critical oxygen is. That's also relevant for COVID because it's a respiratory condition. And moreover, we have these little powerhouses. They're like um, nuclear generators inside of every cell, muscle cells, organ cells, tissue cells, whatever. They're called the mitochondria. And these little nuclear generators require three things, the same three things that you used when you went camping. They need kindling, which is like glucose or fat, some energy. They need a spark, which is the neurology to be able to signal it. And they need oxygen, which is oxygen. So when we have less oxygen, we can't produce as much energy. And the energy is required to do you know, all the things we do. It's also required to fight battles like when we're you know we have covid or we want to get more robust um we need oxygen and so if we can't uh if we are not getting as much oxygen in then those things all start to go you know they, they don't they don't work as well <laughs> so unfortunately cigars uh are probably not great um on occasion probably fine that's gonna be a problem um <laughs> Now, Faison, I want to be very, very conscious of your, your time because I do know that you have a plane to catch. So we are right at the top of uh, the hour. It, it, do you need to run now? Yeah, I was just about to, I, I was just about to say, hmm, I hate to talk about this and run. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, 
You do have a plane to catch, though, and this has been a more than interesting conversation, and we definitely want to bring you. Definitely. Next time I'll maybe have a, a survivor story. Of a, I'm going to change some things. I don't know what. Or maybe uh, maybe a cigar. I don't know. I just, you know. Uh, I, I challenge you to cut back on the cigars. Yeah, I mean, that's my one vice. Ooh. <laughs> that's what so, they all say. Listen, okay. You know, I joined the show. Huh? Faison was literally chilling with his cigar before the show started and just relaxing the music. Can't give yes. it up. Yes. <laughs> I got it. I'm, yeah. not even, I'm not going to comment on that either. <laughs> oh, Emily, next time you see me, I'll be uh, 20 pounds later. What, what, uh, who knows? Jesus. Um, thank you. Well, give, it, give, give, give me a holler if you want to work on that. That's what I do. So, and, uh, you know, Dr. Tim here is, is one of my cohort that I refer out to and work closely with. So if you need a hookup, we're, we're here for you. Oh yeah, trust me. I, I gotta get my uh, oxygen up. Too. Like I said, oxygen. Like it's. I used to walk three miles a day, but um, now just walking a block. I used to walk all around New York City. Now I'm just walking. Like what? Walking to the airport, I'm cussing people out. Like why the fuck is this place so big? <laughs> why do we need that many fucking headphone stores? <laughs> I'm like, what? I passed some fucking three Popeyes in the airport. I'm like, what the fuck is this? They gotta make space for those big old planes. Okay. Yeah, no, airport. Yeah. Kansas City has the best airport in the world. You land. They get oh. huh? you to Huh? get you to walk a little bit before we get to the plane and sit for hours. I said they get you to walk a little bit. <laughs> so they, that's the, I guess the, the magic line. <laughs> you walk, you're walking two to three miles in the airport to your yeah, You can get a lot of steps in in the airport. That is yeah, sure. you can. And depending on which airport it is, some of them are yeah. worse than others. Oh, Man, yes. that, that airport in Dallas is a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, nice. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the airport. Yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I'm going to jump Thank here. you so much, Faithzone. It's been real. It's been fun. And we definitely will we'll have you back. Oh, yeah. Next time, we'll... I'll be back. All right. <laughs> he shall return. He's going to be back strong. <laughs> hey, there you go. Awesome. All oh, right. wow. I wasn't prepared for those oh, questions. Wow. Well, you know what? I didn't see that one coming. He <laughs> started. You know, you, you you were there in the well, back, well, and you heard. I went right for the mess. <laughs> oh, man. But, well, but he, that's he, why we Dr. do what Dr. we Dr. do. He was laughing in the back. Yes, I was I laughing. He was. I, was. <laughs> I bet he was. You know, I, I mean, I'm, the reality I'm, is, of course, I'm, I get I'm, questions in the clinic, 
uh, but I'm not used to them on a radio show. You know, like well, you, 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 you know what? I, I did warn you that this was an organic did, conversation and we, we flow with it. And I'm doing, since he's bringing it up, you know, we, we were covered on our HIPAA and, you know, PHI right. and whatever, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't go down I, that I, path. <laughs> I, I really didn't see going there. So you see, that well, was why well, I well, said that... your, your five questions probably would not be <laughs> right, right, much right. interest. Okay. So it's the kind of show we do. That's great. <laughs> Formula works. So definitely, uh, I know that well, you well, also have a commitment. Yes. Well, yes. You, know, you, you bring the comedian on and he's going to do what comedians do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. I mean, and that's great. Uh -huh. You know, it should be lively. I mean, it, it, it'd be boring if we're just like talking to bullet points, you know, no one wants to listen yes. to that shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly, and, certainly and not they, in your free time. I mean, you know, maybe maybe there are other right. occasions where that's like important, but not in your free time. No one's going to sign. Right, up. absolutely. You'll, so, you'll see everyone click on and click off of the show. <laughs> I think that they probably stayed on with that one. Probably, yeah. <laughs> to right. see where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, had I known, I would have brought more props. I would have gone to the, you know, supermarket and you know, brought some props. <laughs> oh, man. And you know, for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Like, I'll have, like, a toolbox of all kinds of miscellaneous shit just in case. Just in case, because you never know where we're going on this right. show. <laughs> See, the purpose of this show is to, to yeah, educate, like inform, and to entertain. <laughs> Got to be ad living. <laughs> so well, okay. well, Dr. Heath, right. we loved having you on. I know that you do have a patient. Dr. Dr. Heath moved his patients around so that he could come and join us for this show, and so he for, does. Fortunately, have... they were all accommodating, which was great. But yes, um, hey, well, thanks so much for inviting me. Let me know if there's another time that works out, and uh, I'll look forward to connecting with you guys soon. Have a terrific and evening. We'll be thrilled to have you back. You have a, a good thanks, evening sir. too, and and enjoy your patient. Okay. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. How to get out of here? Bye. Oh, <laughs> well, I sure didn't see that one <laughs> uh, coming. Listen. Uh, listen, you knew it. With him, we had we, we had the expectation it's gonna be comedy hour and we're gonna have some fun, yeah. and we did. Yes, it, yes, indeed. This is like this is like sitting in the front row of of the the show at uh, the comedian show because you uh -huh. know if you sit in the front row, it's going to be on and popping. You know? Oh yeah, it, it's all so, you. you. You know, you yeah. know. I was I was on I was on before. You know, we started the live so about fifteen minutes before we were getting ready for the the feed. And, and he was just chilling there. I mean, I, I loved it. I, he was playing the music, and I was just booging with him, and it was just cool. Uh, I have to say, I mean, it was just expected. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 really a, a neat guy. He is really a, a neat guy. So, um, and I don't know if you've seen any of uh, the movies that he's played in, but in the movies, oh, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the roles aren't really big roles, but there's just something about him that catches your attention you know he's got that that whatever it is that makes you look yeah that makes you look well, he's you got know? personality he's got that that whole flavor he's got that the voice he's got the the presence and then that's you can't yes, you can't miss him <laughs> yes, you don't see does. him you can't miss him maybe you have to uh and, and he really 
he look, I mean, he looks at you. I mean, you, you got to laugh. I mean, I have to say it. Yeah, when, when in, in the movies, I mean, I remember Friday was like one of my, you know, funny ones that I enjoyed. And, and he was in there as Big Worm, as you said. And, right. Uh, oh, my God. That was like yeah, small scenes. But, I mean, they were like, you know, impactful. Like, you can never forget those scenes. Um, yeah. That, and I, that, I the, loved uh, him in Replacements. Uh, I loved him in The Replacements. <laughs> Well, that's another one, but but the, the one that actually was that the whole reason was the couple's retreat and the couple's uh, retreat, his, right? Yeah, with the with his girlfriend, <laughs> you know, calling daddy. That was that was that was a fun one. <laughs> He's talking about. And see, I haven't uh, seen that, that one. one. I haven't oh, seen see that one. one. I remember seeing the the movie posters, and I remember hearing the controversy about the the movie posters because they actually removed them from the movie posters in the European um, runs, and uh, so oh, that ended that. up being yeah yeah it ended up being a really big deal, and he actually sued um, the movie studios um because of it and they eventually settled i'm, I'm not sure that how they settled that all out but yeah the the european ones uh, or the international ones completely removed you know just erased the couple out of you know the scenes or out of the out of the posters as if they were not there and obviously you know he was up against three bigger stars and you know part of the game mm -hmm. when you're starring in these in these movies is to get that publicity and particularly if you've got three bigger stars it elevates your positioning and it, and it creates better jobs for you and to be completely removed from it like that uh is career detrimental you know potentially so you know he, he fought that one out but um yeah, I have oh, not yeah, seen that one. Oh yeah, absolutely. His scene was completely hilarious. You just got a floor. I mean, we were flooring right now. I mean, the, <laughs> the, yes. I couldn't stop yes. laughing. I was controlling myself, but I just couldn't help it. So, <laughs> uh, but I had I literally had you know? tears streaming. <laughs> okay, this is good. Well, you know, this is healthy for me. I told you. I, I saw you. You were close. I was like, "Oh my god, she's <laughs> she's crying." <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, Doctor Heat was, was laughing. I don't, I don't know if you were able to see Doctor Heat on the back, you know, in the waiting room, but no, but I couldn't. I couldn't see him. It just uh, <laughs> yeah, he was he was cracking up. That's why I was like, I was just waiting for him to come on. I mean, it was just like, and he was like showing the sign, like this is what you need, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it was just funny the way his impression. I mean, literally was fun, you know, to just to see him, you know, on the backstage here. So, but listen, this was awesome. I think I think a lot of people actually were on on, on LinkedIn, what not LinkedIn, um, on uh, Instagram watching, and uh, they all said they, they they enjoyed it. So so excellent. Listen, I expect it. Good yeah, deal. yeah. So, All so right. listen, well, we'll we definitely be bringing shows. Phase Home back. <laughs> oh yeah, and this time we'll talk comedy hour. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we've got uh, we have a couple of other funny guys in in the lineup too. So uh, it, it's about to be on and popping because I'm sure that once they watch this show, they'll see that you know <laughs> the gloves are off and you can go where you want to go. So it should be interesting. <laughs> It, it, it is a fun place and, uh, you know, we, we tackle some good stuff and it's real. It's not, you know, 
fake. It's not. It's not staged. We don't have you know script and stuff. There, so it is what it is. Roll. Yeah. And literally, what you we see is what you get. We don't even and, have and, and laughter is the best medicine out there. So uh, you know, we'll we'll roll with it. So That's right. as we're, oh, listen, I, I enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we're heading out, do we want to try and see if we can work some music and work that warm thing back out again? <laughs> well, that, again, I, I'll, I'll do it for the live, and then we'll we'll see. Let me just see what we can do about that. Give me a sec. We'll, we'll make we'll have the people do the dance with us. All that. Yeah, thought. absolutely. Let's see what we, Audience participation. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on. Let's get to it. To mirror my screen so I can see you going the same way that I'm going. Well, no, you, you're on the you're on the right. You, I think you're. We just gotta we gotta just time it. <laughs> all right, let's see. All right, all right. Da -da 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 -da. A lot of people stand, stand, stand. Here we go. They're staying so they can dance with it. us. That's right. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. There it is. <laughs> no, no, this is. I'm. I'm still just trying to, you know, make sure that it gets connected to our feed here. Right. This is this is our signature, folks. So so now you're gonna see us. Now you know. <laughs> Uh, there it goes. It's so funny because it was just something that we were doing to to play around, but uh, as the guests come on, they were like, uh, but we thought we were gonna do the." <laughs> so, yeah, like Basil said, it's it funny is. the things that stick, you know. Well, it, you know, it's funny because again, when when he was on, he was literally early on, and he was just chilling there watching, waiting for the stream. So I put him on the. Stream. I watch it like and then I heard and he was like doing his thing and so yeah listen it's it, you gotta have some fun right um absolutely after you know we're talking about medicine and this is still about health uh, your endorphins and everything is kicking your muscles better than frowning and it's healthy for you laughter is and the music best keeps medicine. it going so did you know you that it takes yep let's go here we go all right all right, here we go. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the, I hear nothing. We had a little this one. Oh, you, you don't hear, I hear nothing. nothing. Okay. No. Oh, I hear no music. All right. Well, well that's it. I'm hearing it. How about now? I just hear no? you. No. No, I could hear it when you were queuing it up. It was low, but we could hear it. But now it's in the system, so ah, weird. Well, oh. it's it's out there in the cosmos in the system. <laughs> it's not here. The <laughs> I'm, I'm with not listening to it. That's funny. You're the only one that's listening <laughs> well, to it. I don't know. Do people? Uh, let's see. How about now? It should be coming through. Oh, no? I can hear it really, really low. I get ear strain trying to go there. 
Well, hold on, sir. Oh, we're yeah. going to figure this out. <laughs> we need to figure what? that Nothing? out tonight. <laughs> but we're not going to figure that out. But we can we do may it have still. To get it. Yeah, we can't wait. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to actually have it on the board recorded. So this way it's always, always going to be there. Uh, okay. That's it. That's going to be All our right. signature. Yeah, because right. right now and, here, it's a little count. And we're going to make a rule that uh, number one is always going to be to the left. The left is the first one. We'll go this way. That's my left, right? <laughs> See, oh, well, man. That's what I was saying. Maybe I need a mirror because my left is this way. So left. That's right. Same left. 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 Right. Right. All right. Right. Left. All right, folks. Let's do this. Right. Right. Left. Left. Right. Left. Right. <laughs> right. Where's, where's Rosie? Rosie where's is Rosie? actually quiet now. She was very, very offended that we put her back in the room. So I, I, I think that she has uh, declared that she and Mitzi are a regular part of the show, and we did not have a right to to, to cancel her performance. <laughs> now it's gone. Is she hearing anything go? I was hearing you it for a second go? there. Not now. Uh, I don't know. It's not picking I heard it up. for a second, no, no, no. though. Yeah. So next time, definitely, we're going to have, we'll have it recorded in the system, so this way it plays. Um, okay, yeah. sounds good. Well, sounds good, and, and and next time we'll, we'll have to bring back our, our little co-stars. Neither yes. one of them was very they happy about there. this thing. <laughs> Rosie was back there. with us, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I actually missed them. So <laughs> we'll, we will bring back our mascots. That's, so that's it. it. Well, listen, I it, mean... It's been real. It has it's, been, it's been real. Been it's been fun. And you have been listening to another episode of Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. And we had our guest, Faze on Love, who we will definitely be bringing back for your enjoyment because that was way too much fun. <laughs> so tune in on a regular with us, uh, you know, watch for those ads right now. We're still working out the timing for, for the lives. Uh, that's part of this bi-coastal thing, this bi-coastal world that we're living in now. I'm on the West Coast and hurricanes on the East Coast. And some of you may be listening from other parts of, of the world. So we're all in different time zones and we're still trying to kind of work out where it's best going to be placed for everybody's listening and enjoyment and so that we can coordinate schedules. But while you're out there listening to the show, we like your input on that too, as in terms of the times that you would like to, to hear this show air, you know, what works for you later in the evening, earlier in the evening, keeping in mind that there is a three our gap. So if it's earlier in the evening for you and you're thinking earlier in the evening is six, well, that's three o'clock in the afternoon for me and I may still be at work. And <laughs> we had also discussed weekends. So let us know if weekends work for you and if weekends work for you, which day and what hours. So pick your, your favorite time and your favorite day and toss it out there and we'll compare 
and come up with the, the day that seems to work best for you, our listeners. We appreciate you being there with us and sharing this experience with us. Uh, we do it for, for you to educate, inform, and definitely to entertain. You've been listening to Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. I'm your show host, Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD, the Celebrity Doc, and my co-host, Hisham Elamante, Hurricane H. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everyone.